Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Boston Sanctuary since 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the Boston metropolitan area and beyond. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. We're located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. I would have died if it hadn't been for my friends. I overheard this single sentence in a conversation as two people passed me on the street. I would have died if it hadn't been for my friends. It is the refrain in the soundtrack of my darkest hours made bearable by friends. Not for the faint-hearted, but an excellent exercise in gratitude. You can try it. I would have died if it hadn't been for my friends. The 13th century Persian mystic Jalaluddin Muhammad Rumi wrote, in this tangled world, what is there other than the friend? My friend and colleague Susan Moran was widowed when her daughters were very young. Recently speaking of the long slog through the days following her husband's sudden death, Susan said there was this guy, my neighbor, he came and mowed the lawn. He just came and mowed the lawn every week that summer. He didn't knock on the door when he was done or anything. We didn't talk. He just cut the grass. A little order in all that chaos. I want to be that guy. I want to be that friend. Maybe there's nothing to say. But there's so much to do. We can't do everything, but we can do something. This is the stuff of which friendship is made. A friend shows up, present and accounted for. A friend loves through doing, and by doing nothing, but bearing the silence with us, which is everything. March Piercy's poem, To Be of Use, begins, The people I love best. Jump into work head first without dallying in the shallows and swim off with sure strokes almost out of sight. I love people who harness themselves, an ox to a heavy cart, who pull like water buffalo with massive patience, who strain in the mud and the muck, to move things forward, who do what has to be done again and again. I want to be with people, she continues, who submerge in the task, who go into the field to harvest and work in a row and pass the bags along, who stand in the line and haul in their places, who are not parlor generals or field deserters, but move in a common rhythm when the food must come in or the fire be put out. In an interview at the end of his life, Aldous Huxley was asked, Dr. Huxley, 
You have studied all the great religions and spiritual traditions. Can you summarize for us what you feel you have learned? Aldous Huxley replied in a single sentence, I think just to be a bit kinder. Kinder, kindness, kin. To be a friend is to be family, chosen family. And in these days when the shtetl, the village, is scattered across the globe, across the world wide web, we would do well to answer that longing to find those friends, to make those friendships, cultivate those friendships, know in the night or in the dark night of the soul who is our kin, our tribe, our people. Kalyana Mitra is the Sanskrit word for spiritual friendship. Of course, the Hindus, Jains, and Buddhists would have a word that means spiritual friendship. Now Unitarian Universalists can have it too. Your Kalyana Mitra isn't just someone with whom to hang out, go bowling, eat pizza, although they may be that too. Your Kalyana Mitra is someone who inspires you on your spiritual path. Author Susan Piver writes something like this, there's no question that you have to figure out your spiritual path on your own. No matter how much you want to find ready-made answers, no one can actually tell you what you should be or that now is the time. No one, no book or class or workshop can make those decisions for you. But there is no question that you are not alone. There are people who will come to your aid when you need them, people who arrive and depart on some kind of mysterious spiritual timetable. These are your spiritual friends, your Kalyanamitra. Anyone who brings a spiritual lesson home to you is Kalyanamitra. Your Kalyanamitra may be a teacher or a guide or someone who really irritates you and compels you to pay attention and live a wide awake life. Love and joy as well as illness and death are all Kalyanamitra. If we allow them to shake us out of our sleep and push us along a spiritual path, each in its own way becomes a spiritual friend. In speaking of the Chinese government, His Holiness the Dalai Lama says, my friends, the enemy. He means my spiritual friends, my Kalyanamitra. In a spiritual community in France, led by G.I. Gurdjieff, the students were driven to distraction by an old man who was hot-tempered, slovenly, and unwilling to help in any way. One day after yet another blow-up, the man stormed off and drove away. The students exalted. Gurdjieff, however, took off for Paris in hot pursuit, hell-bent on convincing the man to return. But he had made up his mind. He said he was finished. 
After long negotiations, Gurdjieff offered to pay him a very large monthly stipend to take up residence again. How could he refuse? When he returned and walked in on what was essentially his bon voyage and good riddance party, the other students were appalled when they learned that he would be paid to stay there. While they were in fact paying dearly to be there, they were up in arms. Gurdjieff called together the community, listened carefully to their complaints, and laughed. This man is like yeast for bread, he explained. Without him, you would never really learn about anger, patience, and compassion. That is why you pay me and why I hire him. Gurdjieff was teaching about spiritual friendship. I don't know anyone who would actually choose this kind of Kalyanamitra. As a rule, there are enough challenging people in the natural and unnatural course of things that we don't need to seek them out. Here's what Rumi had to say. You know this one, the guest house. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival. A joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Even if a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still treat each guest hospitably. Honor them. They may be cleaning you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. And then there are the invited guests, as it were, the friends we make by great good fortune, the kind of Kalyanamitra we seek and are so blessed to find, the spiritual friends we love with an undefended heart. I'm thinking of Rumi's special friend, Shams. I've spoken of him before, Shams of Tabriz, the wandering dervish who had traveled throughout the Middle East searching and praying for someone he who could, he said, endure my company. When he met Shams in 1244, Rumi was 37, Shams about 60. Up until then, Shams had stood squarely in a long line of scholars and theologians. Shams literally took Rumi's books, his intellectual brilliance, and threw them into a well to show him how he needed to live what he'd been reading. Over the next four years, the two of them went into week-long periods of sobet, mystical conversations, and merging. And then on the night of December 5th, 1248, as Rumi and Shams were talking, Shams was called to the back door. He went out, never to be seen again.
The legend varies, but it appears that jealous followers, perhaps even Rumi's son, murdered Shams. Rumi was devastated. But in his poems, inspired by the celebration of their meeting and the grief of their parting, we hear the conversation between these beloved spiritual friends continue. Rumi's Kalimani Mitra becomes his capital F friend, one and the same with the divine. Gamble everything for love, he writes. Gamble everything for love if you're a true human being. If not, leave this gathering. Half-heartedness doesn't reach into majesty. We set out to find God. This is Kalyanamitra, friendship with the courage of an undefended heart, friendship that is wholehearted. Tibetan Buddhist nun Pema Chudran speaks of the power of being in community with people who are committed to taking off their armor. With your Kalyanamitra, she writes, you are committed to taking off your armor, and you know that they are too. Pema Chudran's teacher, Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, says, the everyday spiritual practice is simply to develop a complete acceptance and openness to all situations and all people, experiencing everything totally and without reservation. We began with Rumi in this tangled world. Who is there other than the friend? Let's end with him as well. Rumi says, Stay together, friends. Don't scatter and sleep. Our friendship is made of being awake. Beloved spiritual companions, beloved Kalyanamitra, may we be awake. I would have died if it hadn't been for my friends. May we remember and give thanks. May we be useful friends. May we be kind. May we greet the spiritual lessons that knock at our door and welcome them in. May we seek to live with an undefended heart. May our spiritual friendship be wholehearted. Bless your heart.